the laws of other types of tumah we have not taught, talked yet, yet until now. There are three positive mitzvahs. Aleph, number one, din tumas nevela, the dinim of tumah that apply to a carcass of a dead animal. Bez, din tumas sheres, laws that apply to a dead animal. It's specifically a unique kind of dead animal. It's a creepy crawler, as we call it. Uh, there's eight unique animals that fall in this category, and their dead body has more chumridik halachis than a regular dead carcass of an animal. Gimel din tumas shechvazera the tuma of seminal emission v'alzeh metama excuse me v'avadazorik metama kasheretz v'tumas mitvesefim midrabbanon an idol has tuma the same status as a sheretz as we'll see. Now, Teiru Avedizara is forbidden, obviously, but the item itself doesn't impart impurity, touching a, an idol. But we'll learn that with Rabbanon it does. A dead carcass of an animal is what's called an Avatumah, primary source of Tumah. Therefore, a Kazayis size, piece of its flesh, even, even if it's not the whole carcass, it's just a Kazayis of the carcass. Is make it makes a person tame because it's an av. They can make a person or keli tame as a rishon, and a earthenware keli is unique in the sense that it only only contracts tuma from its airspace. But again, even if it, if even uh, uh, if the nevela touches the outside of the klicheres, it's not tame. If however it enters its airspace, it will become tame as a rishon. Matames like other masa makes a person tame by virtue of simply carrying the carcass. Even if he does not touch it, the while he's carrying it, the person who is actively contracting tumma is a rishen. Any keli he's touching simultaneously, most commonly his own garments, also become rishen tumma. Similarly, similarly to the way a person will become tame if he carries a chair on which a zov or a nida sat. Ketzad, how does this work? Adam Shnagodim Benavela, a person who touched the carcass, Nitma, he becomes Tamei, by Rishno Tumi, he becomes a Rishno Tumi. If he touches Kalim, I feel the Vishas Magoya Benavela, even if he touches them while he's simultaneously touching the carcass, they are Tahr because he's a Rishan, a Rishan cannot make a Shani. That's because he's just touching the Nevela, he's not moving it or carrying it. Similarly, if he touches the carcass and his garments are Tahr, his garments, however, are Tahr, Shuvod, because he is a Rishan. He's not an av. Then followed with Tamakalim, a tulda, so to speak. That's not an av, a child, if you will. Meaning, you have an av, and then you have the other categories: Rish and Sheni, Shlishi. Those are all called toldas or child, quote unquote. Even if it's the highest level of Vlada Tuma, Rishon cannot impart Tuma to Kalim. However, if a person carries a carcass, he will impart Tuma to Kalim while he's carrying it. The person who carries the carcass must wash his, gar- must, must wash his garments. Meaning, while you're bearing the weight of the carcass, then you contract tumah and become a rishin. Simultaneously, any keli you're touching at the same time also becomes a rishin. So that's the chumrah of carrying, bearing the weight of a carcass versus just simply touching it. And this is a concept that applies to many types of tumah and tara, where carrying it is more chumrah than just touching it. Vaish have a garden rishon tumma and his clothing or any keli he's touching if he's holding a pen or a pencil is also a rishon tumma. Veini metama leodnu vlekeles. However, the clothing those kelim because they're rishon they in turn cannot be metama other people or other kelim. I feel b'shas nisiyasi even while he's carrying it. As you said, nalachas of the tumma regarding that which a zav zav anida irledes sits or lies on. 
in the sense that when a person carries it, he contracts to him as a rishon, any keli he touches simultaneously is also a rishon. However, a keli, which his keli is touching, that would not contract to him as a rishon. So for example, if he's wearing a garment, and on the top of that garment he has a gartel, so the garment touching his skin, it becomes a rishon while he's holding the carcass. He's a rishon, the garment is a rishon. But the gartel, which is around him, which is only touching his garment, that's not a rishon, that's not a tome, because it's only touching the garment, not him. Base. This concept applies to whether it's a domesticated wild animal, whether it's kosher or not kosher of species. If they die a natural death, they are their, their flesh is tame um, and imparts tuma as long as it's a kazayas in size. However, there's an exception. If the animal is a kosher species and it died through a proper shita, that purifies it, saves it from the concept of being a Even if the shechita was a type of shechita that would not allow you to eat the animal by a technicality, for example, if you shechted a non- carbon animal in the Besamikdash, or you shechted a carbon outside the Besamikdash, in which case you're not allowed to eat it, but since the shechita per se was fine, the shechita is not the issue, they are tohar in terms of tumantara, despite not being allowed to be eaten. If the shechita, however, is a problem itself, in that case the animals in the vela. So if you do the shechita, and one of the things that disqualifies the shechita, like we learned, uh, and therefore makes the animal in the vela, if the, if the knife had a nick, if the shechita shechted and he made a, he, he, he made an interruption, the shechita, it's called in the shechita. In all these cases, the animal is considered like in the vela, it's irrelevant. The fact that you try to shech it is irrelevant. It's as if the animal died a natural death, or it's as if the animal died because someone stabbed it. It's like a regular carcass, whether you t- touch it or whether you bear, or bear, even by uh, the Chumadika style of bearing its weight, applies to this animal as well, like we said in the Cheshchita. So you shechted a, a cow, but the Cheshchita was a problem because there was a nick in the knife. This cow is considered like a novella. If a person carries, person touches it, excuse me, becomes a rishain. If he carries a kazayas of it, let's say there's a, you know, a uh, steak, of an non-kosher steak in the, in, in the uh, meat department in the grocery store, and a person picks it up, that person becomes a rishin, and the, his clothing is a rishin. Gimel. An animal which is domesticated or not domesticated, which is not kosher species, like, a, like for example, a domesticated dog or a wild dog, the shechita does not help the animal. Whether you shech with the proper shechita, so to speak, or you stab it, or you strangle it, or you shemesh kadak, or dials naturally, it's a nevela in any way, the carcass is considered a nevela. So, kosher shechita, proper shechita, does not help a non-kosher animal, neither obviously regarding eating, or even regarding tumatara, v'chol neves, mestar, v'chol tumatara, the gazayis, echat meyes, echat when you have uh, different small specks of meat from various animals, they all combine to uh, make one the kazayis, then that's considered kazayis and nevela, whether it's a Makoshi uh, species or not. So, so if you have a kazayas of meat on a plate um, and you pick, up, you pick up the plate and there's small pieces of chopped meat and this chopped meat is a size of kazayas or more but it's all comprised from all kinds of various animals. Some are dead cows, uh, some are dead donkeys, some are dead rhinoceroses, some are, are some are, are dead dogs. So again, you have wild and domesticated animals of both kosher and non-kosher species. They all combine to make one kazayas of toma if you pick it up. Um, and if you touch that kazayas, it could be also your tame. But certainly if you bear its weight, if you carry the kazayas, it's certainly considered like you carried 
a kezayis of nevela, and therefore the person's rishon, and so are his clothing. Dalit. Marrow, bone marrow is considered like meat. Adam nevela, nevela, and the blood of a dead animal, however, does not have the status of tumas nevela. It's considered like impure liquid. And impure, in other words, because it comes from the Vela, the Vela makes it Tame. So it's considered like water, for example, into which uh, Kazayas of the Vela fell into. And it has, therefore, it has the status, it therefore has the status of, of, of Tame liquid. Tame liquid can only impart Tuma into other liquids, Manatera. The Rabbanon were more strict. Ma'atariya can only impart to them into other liquids or foods, but not to people and not to Caleb Ma'atariya. That's the status of blood of Nevela. So if you have a cup of uh, regular blood from a kosher animal into which a kazayas of Nevela fell in, the blood is now tummy. That's the same thing as the kazayas of as the blood that comes from the actual Nevela itself and has the same, same status. Now, you have a behemoth tahira, a kosher domesticated animal like a cow, a sheep, or a donkey. The halach is, is that such an animal, a domesticated kosher animal, its fat is, is it's chilev, any kind of, kind, of, kind of fat called chilev, is also to eat, even though the animal is kosher and it was shechted, the person is, he eats in his chai of chorus, but that only applies to a kosher domesticated animal. A kosher wild animal like a deer, there's no problem eating the chilev. And a kosher, a non-kosher type of animal, domesticated or wild, such as a dog or a rhinoceros, the chelav is irrelevant. It's, all, it's, it's basically considered part of the animal as far as we're concerned. We don't care if it's the meat or the fat. The only time we care if it's the meat versus the fat is a kosher domesticated animal. Again, a kosher wild animal, meat and the fat are the same as the both permitted. A, kosher, a, a non-kosher animal, domesticated or not, the, the, the fat and the meat are both forbidden. A, a kosher domesticated animal, like a cow or a sheep or a goat, over there the meat's kosher if you shechted it properly, but the fat still is also. Now, when the kosher animal, uh, that's a, a cow, for example, dies... Its fat is tar. Its fat does not have the status of meat. Therefore, it does not import to Mishnah. The fat of an animal that was died naturally, it was torn, it was by, an, by another animal, therefore it wasn't shechted. It, so therefore, the chelev is not allowed to be um, part of the Mishnah, obviously. It could be used for any malacha, meaning it's not also bahana. However, he cannot eat it if he eats a chai So Misha is sir So that's the pasuk in the pasuk. Yes, the chol means that you can do it. It's not also bahanah. You can use the fat. You can make soap out of it. Misha is sir mishin the veil This din applies to an animal that's aser because of, by virtue of the fact that it died instead of being shechted. So, um, so we're saying that that uh, it's a, if it's a behemoth tahira. It's the the chilev is tahar, even regarding kachim. So we're dashing yes meaning you could use it even for purposes that require tahara, right? Even if uh, even even a malacha, even a purpose of the fat. If you're going to use the fat to, to, to for some purpose or other, it's going to touch something which is hectish related. Obviously, not in a way that it would absorb the taste because the because it's not allowed. However. Um, uh, the point is, is that the chelev can be yes alachomalacha even v'malacha, which is carbon related. So misha yisur mishin nevelo treifa. It's dafkin animal that if you shechted it, it'd be fine. 
But because you didn't shecht it, you can't eat the fat. As opposed to a non-kosher animal, shechting it doesn't help you, obviously. You can't eat the fat anyways. It's not a kosher animal. So this type of animal, behemotahira, is an animal that we say, of course, a, a wild animal like a deer, chalev, is irrelevant. But a domesticated animal like a cow, we say that um, that that the, uh, the, the chalev is tar. Mashenkin, a non-kosher animal, Wilder domesticated, or a kosher wild animal like a deer, if they die, then their fat does have the status of the meat and it is considered nevela. Now, if you take this fat and you, it becomes wet in the way that it becomes hochsha, the food becomes susceptible to dhumma, it has a status of tummy food. It's not the status, doesn't have the status of nevela meat, as the status of tummy food. You know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to actually touch something else. It automatically contracts too, and the moment it becomes wet. Interestingly enough, but it's still considered um, food, which is tame rather than tumas nevela, uh, which which means, of course, it cannot impart tuma into other merkeli, the person merkeli. However. When it comes to the chayla, which separate, which surrounds the kidney, before you separate from the animal, we consider it as if you touch the actual kidney itself. Many uh, sinews, uh, strands of flesh, and the kidney extend into the fat, and therefore, that you, it's, it's like basically like you touch the fat. Like the kidney, excuse me. So touching the chalev does not make you tummy, but touching the chalev while it's still attached to its natural place is considered like you touch the kidney, and the kidney does have the din of, of meat, and therefore you are tummy. However, a domesticated non-kosher animal, like a donkey, or a wild animal, whether it's kosher or non-kosher, it's, regardless, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. If it dies a natural death, the flesh and the fat have the same din. They are tame to mustavela. Just like meat, they impart impurity to a person or keli if they are the size of kazayas. Hakoi, a animal which is a koi, which means basically depending on which source you look in the Rambam, it, either it's an animal that's a hybrid of a domesticated and a wild animal, more likely it's an actual species of sorts that we don't know is it wild or domesticated because no proper messiah. For example, the American buffalo. Or bison, as it's called. Its chaylev has the same status as its meat, but mitzat suffik, because maybe it's considered like a uh, uh, um, a deer. So a dead bison is the chaylev like that of a cow, which is not makavotuma, which excuse me, which is not which, which is not tomitumas nevela, excuse me, or is the dead, the chaylev of a dead bison like that of a deer. Which is tamitumus tavela. Fiche therefore, because the suffix in seif of truma, you can't burn truma if it touches truma because you're not sure if it's really tamei. The kachim or kabonis, the ein chayav and kares al tumas. You're not allowed to burn truma or hektish unless you're sure it's tamei. Here we're not sure. Ein chayav and kares al tumas. If I miss a migdash, ayal chiz kadashav. However, again, because we're not sure if it's actually tamei, so therefore, a person who um, touches the the fat from comes from a dead bison um, and then goes to the base of migdash, eats kachim. 
will not be chayiv karis because it's not for sure that he's tummy. Zayin veila devarim mishen am tummy and veila. Now these are parts of the animal that are not considered meat, and therefore they're not tummy tumas veila. Hatzomes the bones, vakenayim the horns, vatlafayim the hooves. Afilu yikarn harachshi miyachtuch minachayetz dam. Even the part which is soft, if you cut it off, it's going to cause bleeding. It's not considered blood. Vaur and the the skin afapisha enim uba. Even though it's not, it hasn't been really processed yet, so it's still like in the raw state. It's not considered meat. Haolo. All of the pieces of flesh that remain attached to the skin after you skin it, or the excuse me, and the sinews, which basically includes also veins and things like that, nerves, or the 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 sauce in which you cook the meat, the spices cooked the meat, all those things are not considered actually part of the animal. In other words, even though the spices in the sauce absorb the taste. And therefore, maybe even also according to some pins, matera, in terms of eating the isinavela, but in terms of tumentara, it's not considered part of it. Therefore, you touch the soup, touch the non kosher soup, you're not tummy. Vushi yib, basukazayas, excuse me, avalanagev echod, I'll bring it up over here. When is this true? We're talking about a case when. These all these things, the horn, the hoofs, the sinews have are no longer part of the cow. If, however, you touch the horn of an animal, for example, or the hoof, while it's still attached to the animal, then a person is tummy. Who is a provided that the meat that's still attached to is a kazayas. So if you take the horn of an animal that has a still a kazayas of marrow inside of it, then the person's tummy. But if it's less than a kazayas of meat attached to it, or less than a kazayas of marrow inside of it, the person's tahar. Because these things do not contribute to the shear of kezayis. If they're attached to a kezayis, they're considered attached as one big thing, and therefore the person who touches it is the kawatuma. But however, if in, 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 its, in, its, in itself does not comprise the kezayis, does not contribute to it, and therefore you have to have a kezayis besides for the horn or besides for the hoof, etc. Halachaches. Halo. Pieces of flesh that remain attached to the skin when you skin it off. Whether its skin got pulled off by a wild animal, or or you skin the animal like the person skinning with a knife, those little pieces of meat do not contribute to the to the shiv kezayis. However, if they were collected and, and and so they're no longer attached to the uh, the skin anymore, so then now. Um, if, if you bring it to, together, then it does comprise the shiva kazayas. But the very fact that you have a quarter kazayas, you have four different pieces, or two, let's say two pieces, each one a half a kazayas, different parts of the skin, they do, not, they do not contribute to the size of kazayas. You don't say that touching the skin, I touch the skin, and the skin's attached to the kazayas and beat it from tummy. No, because not one kazayas in one place. You have to have a kazayas in one place. Two half kazayas spread out, uh, still attached to the skin, does not make your tummy. If, however, you, t- you scrape off all that meat and collect it into one collection, into one big kazayas, and then you pick that up, then you attack a tummy. Tess. These are the animals that we say their skin is actually so edible, so soft that it's like flesh, and therefore a person who touches the skin is metam, is does become tummy. Or the skin of a domesticated pig. The skin of a hump of a young animal, and the skin of an animal in the genitalia of and the skin of an animal of a fetus that you shech, the mother was killed, and inside you find a dead fetus, so they say the chal, a dead fetus, or a miscarried fetus, so that's considered nevela uh, meat, and the skin is actually is considered like. Um, 
uh, if you skin, skin that fetus, that skin is considered like a, like a size of meat. The skin that's below the fat tail of a goat, of a, of a sheep, it's also fat, it's also soft and edible. So all these things, even though, even though they're not attached to a size of meat, will impart to Mustavelo. What if the any of these skins were taken and you made them unedible by beginning the process? The, 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 enough that's necessary to begin the process. Then their Torah is no longer no longer considered meat. If you did something that was mavatal them from the meat status and you made them into you know leather status by doing something significant, Tohar. Even though you didn't walk on them and tread on them the way you do work leather enough to actually process. Case of example, the ear of a donkey, which is still very soft and edible. That you made it as a handle for a basket, Tohar. By doing that, you no longer considered meat, and therefore it's Tohar. You mavatal it that way. What is the amount of time you have to walk on the meat, on the skin, excuse me, to make it ice meat, make it no longer considered edible, so to speak? What's the shear? About mil, and time it takes to walk four mil. The What's considered the soft hump of a camel? Calls manshleitana as long as the animal never, it never actually had ever carried a burden in its life, so the skin is still very soft, and it is below the age where you would never put. Uh, you wouldn't normally put a burden on its back, so it never bore a burden, and it's and it's younger than that age. However, what happens if it reaches the age where you normally would put a burden on it, but never actually did? Right, it was living the good life. Or if I carrot, you put a burden on it on a camel, much much younger than you normally would. In that case, how does it itself whether that makes it considered must avail or not? Therefore, if a person touches that skin. After it's been separated from the carcass, he's Tomei Misafik. And all the halachas that apply to Misafik apply to him, as we described in, in um, Halacha Vav, L'Chayra. Halacha Yud. Hamafshin develas behemachaya, a person skins the carcass of an animal domesticated or wild, bain to me, bain to her, kosher, non kosher, bain dakamegasa, whether it's a big or small. It's ill meshkita, if shit, once you, if you skin it, because excuse me, in the shticha hivshit, if you skinned it because you want to use the skin as a some kind of mat, once you take enough off enough skin, you can hold on to which is two tvachim. Um, doesn't say how by how much. Perhaps it's two tvachim, tvachim square. If you touch that skin that's already been separated, it's no longer stuck to the animal, even though it's the rest, even though it's one long piece of skin, still and the rest of the skin is still attached to the animal, which is much bigger than the kazayas, versus tar. However, um, I'm sorry, uh, um, Good. If you touch the part that has been separated, tar. If you touch the part that's still touching the animal, then you're lachari your tummy. Actually, However, if you before you actually skin two tefachim worth, even though you touch the part that is no longer attached to the animal, let's say the one one tefach you did skin, and you touch the part that's no longer attached to the animal because the the, the most of the uh, because you did not yet skin two tefachim. Then the meat is considered attached to the animal, and the person touches his tummy. If she took if a person skins it not for a mat, but he wants to make some kind of uh, uh, flask, so 
In that case, even though you skin more than two tvachim, it's all considered attached to the animal. If you touch your, your tame, unless you skin it enough and there's no longer uh, meat, a uh, skin attached to the, to the chest of the animal. However, if the person uh, skins the animal, uh, you know, just it's like a trick where you where you kind of make a hole in the foot and you skin it and skin the animal that way. This way, you could take off the whole hide in one big piece. Uh, it looks like it's like a you can almost like make a re uh, reenact by reenactment by stuffing the animal. It's a special trick. So then, or Then in that case, because you want it to be attached, not to come off, and because um, you want to separate it in this special way by pulling off the whole the whole hide, the whole skin in one piece, so then all the skin is considered attached to the animal, and any part of the skin you touch is as if you touch the flesh itself, until the skin is completely detached. Again, if a person skins one of the eight creeper-crawling creatures, I will just we'll discuss soon what they are. There's different translations, but things like, you know, for example, I think a hedgehog is a chaladeus, one of them, regardless of which translation you follow. A mole, I think, is one of them, a porcupine. In any event, it's considered attached to the animal unless you skin it completely, and therefore the person is tummy. Unless you skin it completely. Now the skin of the neck is considered connected until you take it until you separate it completely. Um, and that's true of all animals. The same way we said all these rules about what's considered attached versus detached in order to be considered tummy versus tahar. So all these things, um, so all these things, the same way applies if a person whose whose tummy touches a kosher shechted tar animal. She poyser shchuta. If he shechted a cow and was a glad kosher shchita, nagatuma ba'erzeh person or something which is tummy touched the skin in any of these contexts, shuchiber. In which case, consider attach it ma'abaser the the meat becomes Tomei, the animal becomes Tomei, and therefore it is uh, still kosher, but uh, it's Tomei, and therefore if you're planning on going to the base of Migdash, you should not eat it. Halach Yudalef. Or other halachic relevance that apply to eating kosher Tomei meat. You have leather that has on it a kezayis. You have a skin, a piece of skin that has a kezayis and a veil attached to it. So we said that's considered like touching the the actual kazais itself in your tummy. So the person touches a strand that extends outward from the meat of the sardine. In other words, uh, so it's not the meat itself. It's like a it's like a sliver of meat extending from the uh, from excuse me, a sliver of skin extending from it. or or the hair attached to the skin. That's uh, that's uh, that's on the part of the skin where it has a meat on the opposite side. Because the skin and the the hair are all considered a shmira, a shamer for the meat, so to speak, and therefore they are considered uh, an extension of it. Um,
So sorry, but siva yetsimenu means means the strand a strand of meat. A strand of skin, correct? Yeah, like I said, that extends from the meat. Okay, good. So these are all considered a shemer for the piece of meat. That's all true if a animal killed the animal. You know, a lion attacked the deer and it uh, it's, it it pulled the skin off. However, if it was skin, if it was a knife that skinned the, skinned the animal, and the meat was left over by a knife, so then it's not considered significant regarding. The, the the hide if it was merudot if it was if it was thin. So apparently the din of a kazayas of meat being attached to the hide, making it considered like as if it's tame, that has to be a certain style. It has to be it can't be thin. Okay, yud base. We have a, a piece of skin of the animal that has two half zesim of meat of nevela. In this case, the skin is a them because they're separate and they're not metaga by touching them or even if you pick up the whole thing. If it's not metama by touching, it's not metama by picking up. In other words, you'll ask, touch, touch it and mail if I touch it. It's two separate halves and not one big zayas. But if I pick it up, it's 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 one 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 weight. It weighs the same whether the two are t- attached or not. It weighs the you know the weight of a kazayas of meat. And the answer is is that if it's not metam by touching, it's not metam by weight. Two however pieces of half the size of a kazayas each that you connect them together with a toothpick of some kind. So, if you pick up your tummy, because then ultimately you carry the full kazayas. But touching your Torah, connecting it by man-made connection is not considered a connection. So touching, connect, they're connected, considered connection, connected in terms of weight because they're not bottle in case they're being attached to the skin, which is more significant, where the skin is more significant. Over here, they're not bottle. So when you connect them, you picked up two kazayasim that are touching, that are made, made into one piece. You pick, it's like you picked up two of them. It's interesting that it has to be connected with a toothpick. Could be it's tame, even if it's not connected with a toothpick. It's just two separate half zesim. But here the chiddush is even if even if they connect with a toothpick, they're still not metama by touching. All right. The fact is, is that yeah, it has to be that they they are um, uh, they're flat and stuck together in a way that you pick them up together. However, um, if they're they're not the uh, together, even if it's on one toothpick, then they they are taher. If you have made of nevela that's mitat tummy, but if it's spoiled to the point that a dog will not eat it, it loses its tumma status. Now it's tar. The putrid liquid of uh, rotted uh, uh, meat. Of a nevela, it's a suffix if it's metama or not, because by a, by a mess, by a, a, a carcass, we said that that it is meta, it is tame. By 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 a nevela, it's a suffix if it's tame or not. If you have meat of a, a, a nevela which dried out, but it's not so dry, it's it, but if if you uh, soak it twenty four hours in lukewarm water, it will become back to its original status. Tame, it's still metame. It has to be dried out to the point that it cannot revert to its original status 
after 24 hours in lukewarm water. It's not even considered like tummy food if it cannot revert. So we said in halacha, you give them in the beginning, that if it gets dried out, well, if it decomposes, it's tar, but if it gets dried out, however, it has to be so dry that it cannot revert to its original status after 24 hours in lukewarm water. You have meat of an avail that was uh, decomposed. And a person will not eat it. You can the nevel, you can't eat it. You give it to a to a ger, and he can eat it. It has to be at least fit for a person, for 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 a human. In other words, as soon as the animal dies, um, if 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 um, a part of the animal was uh, was let's say it was sick, so the animal was so rotted, even though it was alive, that the moment it becomes a nevela. It's not fit for a person, then it's tahar. If it is fit for a person, it's tame. And then even if it becomes rotted to the point that a person will not eat it, it's still tame until it gets rotted to the point that a dog will not eat it. However, if it's lachatchila not ready for a person, then it's never tame in the first place. Tezvav. Shil you have a placenta of a dead animal. It's like it's, a, it's, like it's a waste. The doesn't have to miss nevela. If you want to eat the, eat the, the placenta, it's tame as food, which is a much more lenient level of tumma rather than the tumma of nevela. You have the the milk which is in, in the stomach of a uh, of an animal. Animal drank milk, and then the milk uh, mixed with the stomach acid, and it became putrid. Um, so, so the, that part of the stomach, or the or the or, the, or, or even the um, or, the, or, the, or the fresh milk, but that was just drinking. But in any event, it's it's found in the stomach of a dead animal. it's tar completely. Keva actually might mean not the milk. Keva might mean the chalav in the keva. Tezzaim, the chalav in the stomach. Okay, so so in other words, keva means the milk found in the stomach of the animal. Vachalov is the milk that's in the inner udder of the animal. So if an animal, a mother, a nursing mother, has milk in its udder and she dies, that's cholov in the nevela. Keva is the milk that the baby, the animal, drank, and it died, and it was found in its side of the stomach. So keva, the, the milk in the stomach of an animal, which drank milk and then died. Vachalov, the milk which is in the udder, shall nevela of these two animals that died. So the mother nursed the baby, and they both died. So the chalav in the udder and the chalav in the baby's keva, the term of considered they're considered feces, tezayin. An animal which miscarried a lob of blood. Even though that's considered like the possibility that it was a, um, a, 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 a um, disintegrated uh, fetus, and therefore the animal is potter, the next baby born afterwards is potter from the din of Bechera. You're not the tamba by touching it, neither the tomb of Magar or for carrying it, but to us, unless it has the image of an actual fetus. Because the blood nullifies it. Even though, technically speaking, while it was in the mother, it was edible for the ger to eat it, like we said in, uh, in Allah Yudalid. But because now it's not uh, edible, it's considered bottle in nullified in the blood. Therefore, it's tar. Yuzayim. You have a kazayas of nevela that gets mixed to get confused with uh, one a few kazayim of bashashchuta. So you have a few a few chunks of meat. Most of them are kosher meat, and one is non kosher meat. So if if majority is kosher meat, betela and nevela bashashchuta, then it's bottle. And if you touch it, 
any piece you touch, you say it's bottle, you're not tummy suffolk. It's bottle if you're not tummy by touching it. If you carry them all at once, you have a, you know, a platter of mistakes, and one of them is not, not kosher. A person becomes tummy to You cannot transform a shechted animal to be the nevela. However, nevela could become tar after it rots. And therefore, since the nevela could become tar eventually, but the shechuta cannot become nevela, so we say the nevela is bottle in the shechuta, because it could, it could be like the shechuta, just like the shechuta is tar, the nevela could become tar by rotting. So therefore, that's why it's bottle. So it's interesting, if you have a platter full of, of, uh, of pieces of meat, one is nevela and several are shechuta. Anyone you touch, we don't say you're tame. Pick up the whole, all of them together, then you are tame. Um, why is it not bottle? So the passage is you're picking up the, the nevela for sure. Which means in the case of touching, it could be you could say that if the guy touches all ten pieces, or all, all the pieces, certainly if he touches them all at once, he may be tame in fact. It's only if he touches them one at a time that he is tar.